Big D Entertainment, in association with Dipsy Doodle Productions, presents the Dave Holly Hour. Brought to you by the Sky Lounge and Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Ale Hop Brewery Tours, and Jesse Moffat Entertainment. The Dave Holly Hour features Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversations and has been recognized by the Sioux Falls Stage Awards with a special distinction for promoting the arts. A true lover of arts, entertainment, good food, and fun times, including an occasional Jack Daniels. Okay, so a few Jack Daniels. Here he is, Dave Holly. Oh, Zach Gresh, thank you so much. As I like to say often, you nailed it again. You are so perfect every time that you do that intro. I mean, you couldn't even do it better if it were recorded. All right, hey, we've got some great conversations headed your way today that involve Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. The first one coming up in a few minutes is going to be that art of writing. We're going to be talking with local author Emerson Park. She's from T. She's going to tell us about her new book that's just out, as well as her previous book, and well, maybe what we might be able to expect for the future as well. Then, later in the show, actor-slash-director, a lot of directing these days, Jesse Jensen. And he just won himself a Sioux Falls Stage Award for Best Director for the play Lombardi, which I had raved about earlier in the year. And so congratulations to him on that, but congratulations to us and to you guys for being able to hear him coming up in just a little bit. Time to grab your favorite beverage, lift it high, and toast it to being Thursday, a.k.a. Weekend Eve. Hey, the weekend isn't around the corner, it's here! So long, hump day in your frumpy way. We say hello to Thursdays with opening nights. The weekend is near and we can see the bright lights. Yes, Thursday, you're so hearty, we can't wait for Friday. So a day early, we start the party. Oh, I love the Weekend Eve toast. I love Weekend Eve. Thursday is one of my favorite days. You know, lots of fun stuff going on. In fact, uh, tonight we're going to be at McKenna Park taking in Broadway and beyond. It's always a fun show. We do it every year. And <laughs> How about that? I think we're actually going to have decent weather for it for once. So looking forward to that. But what I want you to lift your glass to today, or mug... Whatever you like to toast with, because you know that thing about a podcast could be anytime, anywhere, and uh, anyhow, and you know, you could be drinking whatever depending upon the time. So, here's what I want you to lift it to I want you to salute and toast new sponsors of the Dave Holly Hour. They're going to start next week. When we hit August, we have two new sponsors to the show, and I'm not going to tease you this time. I'm going to let you know who they are. First of all, Alyssa Nix and her group out at Posh Boutique at 57th, at the Bridges at 57th. Wow. I tell you what, that is one fine shop for women of all sizes. They have quality goods. They have incredible customer service, 
and great value. And Alyssa will take you through with whatever you need. Oh, my. Uh, and she's uh, she's a superb, superb lady. And you will enjoy going there. And we'll tell you more about that as time rolls along, because we'll actually have Alyssa on to talk about things uh, a few times as well. Then remember how we used to have pizza and a podcaster and then the pizza place that was doing it went out of business, right? And so we so we had to drop that. Well, you know, at that time when we did that, that was just a once a month drawing from people that had uh, sent their names in via email, etc. Okay, here's what we have going now. Uh, we've, we've been eating their pizza now for a, a year or two and love it and finally had the chance to meet the owner, John Upholt, the other day. And Sonny's Pizzeria is a great local business. Yeah, right across from USF there. Uh, and uh, it's it's a fantastic little place. We had uh, about a month or so back, we gave one of the uh, honorable mentions to one of their employees because he was so great, uh, Bryce Couch. And uh, well, now we're going to be having pizza with a podcaster. We're going to have a drawing every week. There will be a winner starting next Thursday. So starting in episode 141, each week we will be drawing for a free pizza Pizza with a podcaster. If you'd like, I'll come along. I'll pay for my own. You're going to be able to get a free one. And it's wonderful. They've got great pizza, lots of fun names and so forth. That's Sonny's Pizzeria. So thank you so much to those. We'll tell you more about them as we move along in the future episodes. But right now, we got to tell you, this weekend of toast has been brought to you by Ale Hop Brewery Tours. People are talking about how great it is using Ale Hop. On their Facebook page, here's what Tina had to say. Super fun and convenient. You can go out, have a good time with friends, not have to worry about driving home. Best of all, it supports our locals. That's right on the spot, Tina. No matter what brewery in Sioux Falls, your favorite... Ale Hop Brewery Tours lets you and your friends choose any or all of them, plus a distillery. So book your private tours online, alehopbrewerytours.com. If you're already out and about on a weekend, hop on a public tour. For more info, call 605-777-2183. That is 605-777-2183. Ale Hop Brewery Tours, where micro fans meet micro brews. All right, something that's make me laugh. Maybe had some, you know, happy tears or just slap my knee silly and so forth. Hasn't happened yet this week. <laughs> but I, I do have an honorable mention to tell you about. Coming up Saturday, a very unique thing. It is open to the public uh, at the Orpheum Theater. We'll be over in uh, the uh, adjacent little theater there and so forth. Um, it, it starts early about 8 or 8.30 and goes throughout the day. What they're doing is having the Festival of New Plays. Now, I'm liking to talk a lot of, about it a lot for, for a couple of reasons. Um, it's a really cool concept. And uh, you're also going to find out uh, later in the show that it's uh, the very thing that happens in some of the bigger cities as to how they get new plays generated and so forth. So it's the Festival of New Plays. I happen to be in one of the readings. Our uh, dear friend Mo Hurley 
is a playwright. She writes a lot. She's got her own podcast where it's all written out and so forth. Man, I, I tell you, this gal is just uh, so, so fun. And uh, I am going to play the part of Ray Davenport, you know, a big 1940s type of um, announcer on a radio station where they're having a a daily show and well <laughs> there's like daily murders and so forth but here's here's the cool thing these are all one acts we met one time to read through it and it's just a reading uh it's going to be a, a blank stage except for some chairs and then we'll read it part of the rules of this you could only have one, maybe two prior readings. Now, there's going to be three judges that will take a look at it and uh, decide, you know, which two, because there's a six coming up uh, on Saturday at this. That will, And they're the finalists. There were a whole bunch more entries prior to that. And then two of them will go on next year. This season yet, uh, the the 40th season, or excuse me, the uh, <laughs> that was another theater, wasn't it, Dave? The uh, 20th uh, season for what is now Premier Playhouse, okay? And uh, later on in this season, but it'll be after the first of the year, those two one-act plays will be done as full productions. So very much looking forward to it. Uh, it's also going to be just a, a wonderful time. And, you know, it is open to the public. So if you go and you like a new play, give this to it. Yeah. A little bit of applause. All right. Coming up later on in the show, speaking of play directors, actors, well, Jesse Jensen's going to be with us. But coming up in just a moment, author Emerson Park. On the Dave Holly Hour. Dr. Perry Langston and Dr. Corey Tooney know excellence is in you. That's why they provide you with excellent care at Excel Chiropractic, improving your overall health in spirit, body, mind, and will. Get results the natural way. Arrange a consultation, 605-332-9235 or exochiros.com. Excellent care for excellent people. Excel Chiropractic, located at 4309 South Racket Drive in Sioux Falls. Ladies, when it's time to give your nails some love, get that extra special treatment from Quality Nails on South Minnesota Avenue in Sioux Falls. Manicures and pedicures that look great and make you feel fantastic. Zaya and Tony provide professional care for your hands and feet, whether you just want the basics or an extra special look with added flair. Oh, and guys, it's okay to treat yourself, too. Quality Nails. Call for an appointment. 605-334-1463. And now, more of the Dave Holly Hour. I feel like she just said that. You people don't realize that she just said it because uh, our conversation, we started, one little button forgot to be pushed by me. I, I take the blame. <sighs> Wish I had a producer I could blame on that, but it was me. <laughs> All right. I wish we could say live, but you know, it comes out, uh, the podcast comes out Thursday morning, one minute past midnight central time. And we thank all of you that are on the ball and actually start downloading it at that time. It's great to have you, but it's great anytime you are listening, no matter where, no matter how, because that's one of the wonders and great things about a podcast is that, uh, you know, 
this is going to be episode number 140. And when this comes out, there will still be some people that are listening to it for the first time, and they'll go back and listen to episode number one from October 10th of 2019. Because they go, huh, wonder what this is all about. <laughs> well, it's all about Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. And today we're talking about the art of writing as we have a local author, Emerson Park. Emerson with a Y, not an O. Correct. And it's not Emerson Lake and Palmer, like I thought it might be when I got the text about, you should really have this gal on. Uh, and uh, Emerson Park, great to have you. It's always Thank a pleasure you. to have first-time guests. It's always a pleasure to have repeat guests, too. And I have the feeling, just from our, our conversation that we've already had before we actually hit the right button, <laughs> that uh, you will make more than one appearance on this show. I sure I'm, hope so. I'm, I'm just getting a good feeling about it. In the meantime... One book is out. One book is coming out Sunday. Sunday the 31st. All right. And uh, that one is called Puppet's Shadow. Yes. Puppet's Shadow. So that's like a little play on words Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. And and the first one that we're going to talk about first, uh, we'll just go chronological because otherwise I get lost. He loves me. She loves me not. Correct. All right. Good job. A COVID baby? Yes. So I think the extra time that I had sitting around, well, actually, I like to give my husband a little credit. He was redoing the deck at the time, and he kind of just needed me there to hold the board. And he's like, well, while you're waiting, why don't you work on that book you always said you were going to write? So I thought, okay, I'll try this. All right, so you hadn't even started it? Nope. It was just that concept that you talked about. Hey, someday I'm going to write a book, etc. Yes. Remember that movie with Jack Nichols, that bucket list, and they had a list oh, of things. Yeah. Love that movie. So I think we just like recently watched it, and I made my list, yeah. and of course showed it to my husband, and he was like, "Oh, that's one on there. You can do that right now." <laughs> so I did. So he gave you a little push. Yeah, he gave me lots of pushes. <laughs> that's excellent. Good for yeah. him. We applaud him. Yes. Uh, and good job. my wife gave me the push to get you on this show. I know. Look and it. she is a huge fan of yours. She read your first book, and she's already read the second book, even though it doesn't come out till Sunday. Yes. She does the Kindle thing now. Yep. And that I thought yeah. was a little benefit for the Kindle readers. Right. And yeah. And you know, it, it's uh, good for her because uh, she's blind. <laughs> <laughs> I say that lovingly. <laughs> <laughs> and she's knowingly listening to going, yep, I am. Uh, and uh, so she does the Kindle now. She's gotten pretty accustomed to it. But back when she was reading your first book, uh, she was, I believe, still reading, you know, flipping the pages and so forth. And I got to hear a lot about it, but I haven't read it yet. So give me the reason to read it. Okay. What are we looking at? What's our plot? Well, this is a story about a young girl that has always had a tough relationship with her mother. And she had no idea why. But, you know, you think this is normal. Mm -hmm. But she had a great relationship with her father. They were very close, and he probably filled all her parenting buckets that she didn't really need the mother figure. But was still curious. Right. So he suddenly passes away, and she discovers some diaries that her mother left that explain everything. And, you know, it's probably a little shocking and a little hard for someone to read stuff about your parents. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And that's just kind of the storyline and that just discovering what happens to what made her mother, who's Daisy, like the way she is. I, I really enjoy trying to, you know, we're not, we didn't start out just like this. No. That we have all these patterns, choices we've made in our life to get where we're at. And I just love trying to, like, answer those. Because in real life, you don't always just have the answer. But it's fun to write the book and... And build the characters yeah. and, and the, the subplots and yes. everything else that come along with it. Yes. Uh, and uh, I understand you do have a spot you'd like me to read out of. Yes, correct? you should read oh, okay, yes. that beginning part. Yeah, this is my audition to become an audio yes. book writer. And, and so, so now I think I might have my first client. <laughs> so this is from the prologue of He Loves Me, She Loves Me Not by Emerson Park. Karma is a bitch, but so is she. Yet I calmly and patiently remained seated beside her, embracing the silence and wanting to remember every aspect of this quiet moment. I wanted to get it just right. It might be the last time I sat next to her. Trying to think of the perfect words, I gently held her right hand with both of my hands and rubbed the large vein that extended from her thumb to her wrist. Her hospital bed was slightly elevated. No IV cords hung from her veins. The white hospital sheets were tucked tightly around her small frame as she took up a minimal amount of space in the twin-sized bed. Two pillows supported her head. She smelled like an old person. Maybe it was the oil on the aging skin or perhaps aging pores secreting decades of toxic chemicals that had entered her body. We've all been to the home. Maybe odors were actually sins escaping through her pores. Know what a few of those two? The worse the stench given off, perhaps symbolic or symbolizes the worse the sins. Interesting thought. Among the old lady smell, a hint of lavender lingered from the laundry soap that was used to wash her hospital gown. In my childhood memories, she had smelled like cheap grocery store perfume, the kind that lingered after she already strutted out of the room. Roses, lilacs, and rosemary. Nice setup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. Yes. All right. And so you said that uh, you hadn't written anything down about it, but did you have that concept already? Um, or was it the, the push from the hubby that made you say, okay, I better have something to write then? Well, and it was a push from him, but then you do write a little bit what you know. So right. you, like, if you would read this. That's why mine's going to be called Of the River and the Railroad. <laughs> So if you read this, there are parts in here that, like, my friends will go, Aha, ah, yeah. that's based on something I read or something someone was going through. And then I just take it and mm-hmm. go crazy and make it a little bit more juicy than it probably is. So, All right. So you had the notion that you wanted to write a book. Had you thought about being an author prior to that? Oh, yes. All oh, the time. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So I, the, the, the inkling was there. Oh, yeah. I've always yeah. wanted to, even when I was little. But I don't, your life just gets busy. Did did you write much as you were little? Yeah, I started off like with um, plays. I used to write plays when I was younger. Then then as you know, you get that hormonal stage, it was poetry. Mm -hmm. And then once I had kids, it was, you know, there were starts of novels, but they were, they never got very far. And I probably still have them somewhere, but um, they just didn't until I had time to actually, and this takes a, like... You know, you write a chapter and then I go to sleep and then I have to the next day I have to reread it. And so it's you got to get 
sucked. It's like I feel like it's kind of like acting. I have to get right. sucked in, and I gotta. Think you have about, to become that character. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And do the voices speak to you as you're writing? Yes. You know, because because you start off with here's my intent, what I want to do, and then all of a sudden. It doesn't, you hear this saying, no, no, I want to be this. Well, and that's <laughs> it. I, I, I've talked to other authors and said, do you start with an outline? And they do. But just like me, you start and then it goes, mm, no, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want to go there. So we're taking a left turn. Right yeah, now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> just like life does. I was yeah, like, true. I guess I'm done. I'm not going that way anymore. So how hard did you have to push yourself writing this then? I think... Was it a chapter at a time? Was it, uh, I'm going to work on this chapter for a week? I would say, I remember, um, you know, with COVID, I just wasn't doing anything else. Mm -hmm. And I remember, I mean, it just pours out of you. And I remember getting halfway done and giving it to a friend. And she is an avid reader and said, oh my God, this is really good keep going uh-huh and i was like are you sure you know i'm just doing kind of for fun no you have to you have to keep going and so i think it that push right you know once you get that positive feedback because in your head you don't know if it's you just it's your head i don't know if it's good yeah you're sitting there thinking well i hope it's good yeah you know i, I, I at least poured my soul into it right if nothing else i can say i accomplished yes. it and so it was funny as i had no intent i intended to finish the book didn't intend to publish i just wanted to Mm -hmm. get the story done and then she's like no you got to keep going you get now do this and so it's kind of interesting i mean i don't i didn't have goals i didn't have a set agenda it Uh was just fun uh self-published yes okay so you didn't have to worry about an editor um no you do have to go go through an editor okay so you start with like my girlfriend and then some other beta readers go Mm -hmm. through it and give you tips and feedback and then you go to the editor this is how I did it then I went to an editor hired she was in Canada and she takes it and she pours through it once and sees if there's any loopholes you know you mm-hmm. kind of decide what kind of editing you want I wanted it all yeah. <laughs> I was like, give if I'm me, doing it let's do give it give me the works yeah. yeah so then she went through it and saw if there were like oh you should put that chapter here or that doesn't make sense here and mm-hmm. and then they go through and grammar little you know little grammar errors and the commas and the you know just right. so and then you went and then I found reviewers to review it mm-hmm. And then that's how it keeps going. Okay. Uh, do you end up having to do rewrites? Yes. There were a few times I was, you know, you get the, it's just, it's kind of like school or any uh-huh. feedback from anybody. You get the feedback and I go, I don't want to do that. <laughs> right. And then you have to take a day or two and think. Let it sink. Yes. Yeah. They might have a point. And <laughs> so that's what I did. There were a lot of rewrites. Okay. So. Yeah, but uh, so how long from start to finish when it came out? I would say a year and a half, mm-hmm. about nine about nine months. Okay, and what about... No, uh, a year yeah, and a half. I'm not good with math, I'm good with work. <laughs> <laughs> how, about, how about the next book? How long uh, the did that take next for you one, that one only took, I think that one was nine months. Okay, so, knowing the process, right. knowing what you have to go through, not bitching about having to do a rewrite. <laughs> right. And I, yeah, exactly. Because I already knew that I, what, 
knew where I wanted to go with the editor, knew I needed to get, so I didn't have to do all that research of how to get it out. So yeah, that kind of cut off some time that way. So All right. Well, we're going to talk about the new book in just a few seconds, but uh, will there be continuations of this story? Is Are, are we looking at any, you know, uh, sequels, trilogies? You know, when I got done with this one, I felt I was done. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's because, like I, we said, I jumped in and I was Lily. You know, I had to be her. And I felt like she had as much closure as she was going to get. But then now, you know, you have these reviewers and these readers that come up with these little little snippets of ideas that tell you, you need to go off of that, just maybe that character. It doesn't even have to be the right. main character. Like, tell us why that guy's so messed up. <laughs> so, yes, I have thought about it. I have, you know, jotted down ideas, but I, there's nothing in the works for that All yet. Right. Is there anything in the works beyond your latest that's coming out? Yes, I've started number three. Okay. Yeah, I'm kind of excited oh, about it. I get, I like you that. get so excited about it. I bet. That, yeah. you know, it's like, when, when you finally were done with the first one, did you at that point then reread it just, oh, yes. just to take the moment yes. and look at paper, uh, you know, ink on paper and go, wow, I accomplished this? Yes. Well, when this came in the mail, I videoed it. It was like, oh! Because <laughs> it is different yeah. than seeing it on a computer. Well, I write them first. Then I type them. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I'm more creative that I, way. I would love to do that, but I have the world's worst handwriting. Oh, uh, so then you can't so read then what then you I wrote. can't read it later. <laughs> uh, crap, don't know what that means. Uh, so I actually have to do it uh, in the electronic form. But, uh, yeah. you know, I also sometimes I, I wish could do it like the uh, old manuscript on the yep. typewriter type thing. It, that just feels like an accomplishment. It does, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. no yeah. doubt about that. All right, so let's move on then. Okay. Uh, so now we have Puppet's Shadow. Shadow. Yes. Sounds and, like a government conspiracy. Yeah, well, it's really not. It's okay. It's a nickname that what they're twin girls. Okay. And one of them, you know, just like you would imagine twins do, which I don't mm-hmm. know, but um, one of them is the leader and one's the follower. And so the one got nicknamed Shadow ah, and one got nicknamed okay. Puppet. And um, so they just, that's just really Are, are they look alike twins? Yes, identical okay. twins. Identical. So then do they pull the switcheroo yes. at all? They do. So we do. That's okay. right in there. The, good job. You haven't even read it yet and you already no, know. I'm. I'm on top of this. You already know. Um, <laughs> she so, just put her finger on her nose like spot on the nose. Got it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they do switcheroos all the time until it, you know, I think they, you get older and you're like, you can't. It's not funny anymore. Yeah. And these are life-altering Ah, big decision choices. things and yes. so forth. Okay. And you need to not right. be in my place. I need to, you know, absorb either the... The learning tools from what, like, she asks her to go to a job interview for her. Uh, Piper asks, no, Maddie asks Piper to go to the job interview, and she doesn't get it for her. And she's devastated, but, you know, if you would have gone yourself, you probably wouldn't have been okay. Mm-hmm. So... Well, let's let's read a little bit. Okay. Uh, chapter thir- oh, thirteen. <laughs> Always lucky. And this is Maddie in 2015. Yes. I knew that I was no angel. I was aware that I pushed people's buttons, pissed people off, took advantage of their weaknesses, and even participated in illegal activities. Mm-hmm. Where was she when I was a teen? <laughs> to feel alive, I wanted to feel, not drift through life. I knew that we were all different, 
Piper would rather live simply surrounded by only family and a few friends. If you drew her lifeline on a piece of paper, you'd be straight. No sharp spikes, no risks, no fun, PG Piper. My life resembled a heartbeat monitor, up and down with pages and pages of activity. I never planned on sliding into the things that I wanted. Hell no! I grabbed and yanked the things I craved, and I would never settle. I just wasn't made that way. Maybe Piper and I split that gene. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what do you like writing in? Uh, first person? Do you like third person? To be honest, I like first because I mm-hmm. think I can get relate to the character. To me, this book, there's three different perspectives. And it was fun to... Piper was like your good voice that you have in your head. Uh-huh. Maddie was not. <laughs> she was the one egging you on to do that dare. And that then illegal there's one activity. that's... Yes. <laughs> and then there's another girl that enters the picture and she... She's a little psycho, you know? So it was kind of fun to write... Now, I did date her. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So it was kind of fun to... It's just fun to get engrossed in that. I I appreciate books with the all-knowing, but I I write better this way. Okay. I think I just... I can actually get their feelings. All right. You you mentioned, as as so many authors do, that, uh, you know, at... um no matter what you write, you're still writing about something you know yes. and so forth. Uh, but where do you get your inspiration? Well, um, I mean, the first book was, you know, based on some troubling relationships I was having. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people would ask me, oh, my gosh, that like there was a little bit of magic in that first book. And I'm like, it's I was going through something and it did help me get through it. Um this second one, I honestly, I, I think I just always have thought twins were interesting yeah. and thought if I was a twin, what would I do? How, you know, what, just be fun. Would you have been one of those to switch personalities? Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I know. Yeah, that would just be fun. I mean, I don't know if I'd do yeah. the Which drastic Which one's the better measures. piano player send her to yes. the recital? Yes. I, I don't, and I go, I don't know which one I would be, I guess, in my younger years. Oh, I'm years. guessing. <laughs> we'll see, but ch- I feel like I changed. I feel like I was Piper. Oh, when we all I was do, don't we? Yes. Yeah. And uh, then as you get older, you take a little bit more chances, or you know which chances you can take, and. Or eventually, you just don't give a crap what other people say. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Okay, that could be it. That might be it. So there's my. That's my book. <laughs> no, I already have it all figured out. It's going to be a, a little, little short vignettes. <laughs> Of everybody that you meet in a small town. Oh, fun. In middle America. Oh. Yeah. Well, Names will be going. changed to protect the innocent. Right. Every, it's just like you would mention that uh, there will be a lot of people that will read and go, <laughs> yeah, I know yeah. who that is. Right. Yeah. And that's, what, that's what's kind of, I said to my friends, I love, like, they'll tell me something and then, then they'll read it and they'll be like, Julie, you are Emerson. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you, put the, you put that in there and I'm like, sorry. Yep, yep, I did. <laughs> I'll say, there's one slip then. Oh. See what you get. It's like the Inquirer. You listen to the Dave Holly Hour, you get the lowdown. I love it though. Yes, <laughs> because Holly's not my real last name. <laughs> See, there you go. Yeah, it's more fun. Yeah, well, and I have this great tagline then. 
is the fact that uh, for me, every day is a holiday. Oh, yeah. that's it cute. It's actually my mother's nickname. That's oh, really? I, I yep. love it. Who just turned 94 last week. Wow. She's still full of piss and vinegar. Though. Is she? Yeah. I, I want to be that. Yeah. I want to oh, be. Oh, she's amazing. 94. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. So you hinted about a third. Look. Yes. Okay. Do we have any work? Well, first of all, do you start with a title? I, when I save it, I have to have a title. <laughs> so I do. I, right now, I have. I can't believe this is my life. But it's not necessarily going to hold. Um, just because I don't know where I'm going yet, I'm still trying to, you know, like, again, I have that outline. And I've, mm-hmm. I know where I want it to go. But as I write, now I'm going, oh, I want to develop this character a little bit more. So I have haven't decided quite yet the title but who's been most impressed by your writing huh (laughs) well it's funny when you say you haven't read them but your wife has my husband hasn't read these either but he hears about all of them right i i who knows He'll, he'll probably listen but um I he hasn't read them, but he's most impressed by how much I've you put into it, right? The he, effort and yes. everything else, and I think nothing uh, effort and accomplishment. Yes, yeah. I mean, I, that, and you know, I've known him for thirty know, years, and he's yeah. going, "Wow, look at now he did this." Yeah. So well, yeah, you know, and the the whole accomplishment part in itself is just amazing because you think of that, you know, um, what percentage of us ever write a book, right? Uh, and then I've got a, a friend uh, that is a national speaker, and. He told me one time, he says, David, you got to write a book. I said, why? He says, because he's written, you know, half a dozen or so. Um, and uh, he said, I didn't have one when I started speaking. And he says, I was at a, a big national convention, and another gentleman came up and said, so where's your book? So I don't have one. And he says, he took me by the lapels <laughs> and said, everybody has a book in them. Yep. And I guess that's, uh, you know, one thing to say, especially as we've uh, piggy-tailed or uh, piggybacked on the whole bit about writing about what you know. So we all do have a story. Right. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and none of them are boring. I, I know. I was, yours would be hilarious. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I've told you about the, the, the chronic, you know, the, the memoir type about all the... Uh, people you'll meet and so forth. But if I've ever write an autobiography, it's going to be, my name's not Emmett. <laughs> um, so back in the days <laughs> when you didn't wear seatbelts and so forth, yes. my father had this uh, 1966 Pontiac, you know, and there was no bucket seats. It was all the way across. Uh, I'm just a few years old. My sister's in her teens and a little bit pious. Uh, and I'm standing up in the middle between them. My dad takes a bit of a sharp turn, and I fall over into him as he's driving. And he's as he's driving, and he says, "Damn it, sit down!" And I start to sob and say, "My name's not Emmett. I'm David." So <laughs> that is awesome. That would there's be the so title cute. for that one. And good story behind yes. it. And then my wife and I, our, our story is going to be called. Or this would be odd. Oh, I like it. See, intriguing. Oh God, I got three of them to write now. Man, <laughs> you, you see what stuff. you did to me, Emerson. <laughs> you got stuff to do now. <laughs> I do. <laughs> what else is on your bucket list? Oh, let's see. Oh, so I've created the bucket list over COVID. Mm-hmm. So um, I turned fifty 
right after COVID. So okay. I said, I want to go to Nashville. So we went to Nashville. Where my sister lives. Oh. And by the way, an incredible proofreader. Oh, really? And she is for hire now that oh. she's retired. God, I could get yeah. your whole family doing oh, yeah. stuff for me. No, no, no. Not my brother. Sorry. <laughs> he um, doesn't listen. He doesn't listen. No. So, I mean, you know, I have those things like, you know, where I want to travel. And mm-hmm. I'd like to do a short story sometime too. Just, you know, I've... When I was younger, I had it published in a magazine once, and that was, oh, wow. you know, great. No doubt. I'd like to do that again. It's Short stories, to me, are harder just because you have to get your point across really quick. Yeah, exactly. Grab them, be done. Yeah, you know, and, so. and, you know, I'm surprised that we don't have more people do that because typically, uh, you know, you get into middle school, and, or back in my day, yes. high, uh, <laughs> yep. you get into middle school, uh, and then, you know, early years of uh, high school, uh, the required lit classes quite often are short stories. Right. You, you don't read novels too much until you're upperclassmen. No. Uh, and I'm surprised that that doesn't catch on more and that we don't have that. I don't know. They're so busy doing other things, I think. They don't even think to stop. Yeah, and probably. I didn't uh, have all the computers and the... You know, oh, electronics and exactly. I was like, I have a pen and a paper. Yep, there we go. <laughs> we had imaginations. Yes, we did. Yes. God bless any child that has an imagination. Yes, <laughs> no doubt about that. All right, so uh, travel a little bit. Anything else you'd like to do besides um, write that third book? I want to write that third yes. book. I'd, I'd I like that. To. Just the fact I want to. I really want to. I like it. I, so when I'm writing it, I really like it. Mm-hmm. I just—it's just the time and. Getting in the zone, I guess, is what I don't know. I feel like it's like a sport thing. You got to be in the uh-huh. zone. I, I can't just the people that write full time and they go lock pay, themselves in a. I don't know how they do that. I, creativity doesn't come like that to me. Yeah. It's got to be like, ooh, I thought of something. Yeah, it's midnight, but I guess I'm going to go write it down. You know. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. I mean, most of it's just travel or just you know. I don't know. You hit a certain age, and I'm mm-hmm. not big into the big whoop whoop. I'm more about the experiences and the uh-huh. lessons. And, awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, we look forward to uh, book number two. Puppet's comes out, Shadow. Puppet's Shadow comes out on Sunday. Yes. Uh, but right now you could get it available Kindle and so forth? Yes, or, it yeah. is on Kindle. And it's actually free on Kindle Unlimited right now. So okay. that's a bonus. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're going to have a little published party at Granite City. That afternoon, just a... Sunday afternoon? Yeah. Why not? I don't think I'm doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I know somebody said, why are you having it at your house? You have to do all the work. Go. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. I guess we'll, <laughs> guess we'll go out. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. And then uh, book number one, available where? Um, that is at Barnes & Noble. It's actually at Lori Bell's NT. Okay. Um, Amazon, you can order it. The gal that does my hair, she has it. <laughs> oh, it's in Del Rapids at Th- Thistle and Thorns. Okay. So yeah, just like little, yeah, little awesome. shops here in the fantastic. Local and area. you will uh, be having some of book number two and book number one at uh, Sunday's event then. Yes. Yep. Okay. Both books will be available, and then we there's on my website is a list of book signings. All right. So and if that doesn't work, there's lots give, of give us the, the the website then. Okay. It's Emerson with a Y, mm-hmm. park.com. All right, Emerson Park. Yeah. It's been a pleasure getting oh, to know thank you. thank you. And can't wait to have you on again. Can't <laughs> wait to uh, sit down 
Because yes. I've got some time coming up. Read book number one. There you go. Read book number two and wait for book number three. Yeah, and let me know what you think. I will do that. That's fun. All right. By the way, uh, you know, this is an arts and entertainment uh, show. Um, when you're not uh, working on writing and so forth, what do you like to be entertained by? I love music. Mm-hmm. I do love to go to plays and movies. Um, I, anything. I already told my husband, if we're all the way downtown, you have to come down here. Yeah. Did, just walking around oh, downtown Sioux Falls is phenomenal, isn't so it? fun. Yep. It's just relaxing. Such an explosion over the past couple of decades in, in the way that the arts community has been embraced here. I know. I know. It it's is. fantastic. Yeah, it is nice. All right. It's almost as good as you. Oh, uh, thank Emerson you. Emerson Park, thanks again. Appreciate you taking some time. <laughs> yes. And uh, thank you for, for the gift. Yes, thank I you. Love it. Appreciate it. And we'll be back with more of the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Hi, my name is Jesse Moffat, and I'm not a piano player. I'm a comic magician and hypnotist. I've been performing for over 20 years. I've performed at many events, corporate events, holiday parties, post-prom parties, graduation parties, state and county fairs, festivals, just about anything you can imagine. The funniest thing about the Magic Act is that I use a ton of audience participation, and that can make things really interesting. Put it down the front of your shirt. <laughs> Stop being so, I'm not, my hand won't follow. The best thing about the hypnosis show is that the volunteers and their imaginations really make it a blast. <laughs> Holy crap, dude, did you see what you just did? Could do that possibly to girls. For booking information, go to Jesse Moffat Entertainment on Facebook. That's J E S S E M O F F I T T. Or call 605 929 0964. Who or what? will be the next honorable mention. There's a new one, as well as a Weekend Eve toast, each episode. Oh, and there's a new episode every Thursday. And you're listening to it. It's time to talk Sioux Empire arts and entertainment once again. And you know my standard line, it's always a pleasure to welcome new guests to the program. We had one earlier, a second new guest, but a very familiar figure when it comes to community theater in this area. Jesse Jensen, welcome. Hi, Dave. Welcome. Or thanks for welcoming me. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah. Uh, my no, pleasure. I'm not interviewing you. So. Okay. Well, <laughs> you know, 150th isn't that far off. And I did have somebody interview me for the 100th. Oh, okay. That, so maybe we could do that 150th and I'll tag you for uh, that one. Then. I, I, I could not measure up to you. So. Oh, don't worry about that. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I know that you have done a podcast. I before. have, yes. And we'll talk about yeah, that in a little bit. But uh, so let's start with what people might remember you from because you've been back now for a few years yeah and and been uh, very active and uh, most recently uh you had this play about what a lot of people said oh it's a football play huh? <laughs> and uh and the highest compliment i can give you after seeing lombardi is the fact that my wife does not care for football <laughs> and she loved Lombardi. Oh, that's great. What, a, what an absolute great uh, cast and what a great production that it was. And, uh, you know, people that missed out on that because they were thinking that way sure. need to uh, learn more about going to community theater because it's so much more. Right. Yeah. We do, and, we do more than just the, mu- you know, the musicals, the big titles. Right. We, yeah. <laughs> and you, you, you're not afraid to go after something and, and go after it. And uh, gosh, did I see you up on stage at the uh, Sioux Falls Stage Awards? 
Uh, you, you did see me there. Well, and what yeah. was that for? Uh, I did win. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, thank you to uh, Sioux Falls uh, Stage and Gallery for hosting a, a fantastic event, but I was uh, awarded Best Director for yeah. and, um, uh, the direction of and, Lombardi. Uh, and well done. Well thank done. You. Uh, I am one of the uh, panelists that gets to vote, and uh, trust me, that was one of those right up there at the top. Check mark there. And I'm, I'm so glad you were that you participated with with Luke's venture there. And, oh yeah, and, and you know that's that's the great thing about it is uh, you know there's so much going on here. Absolutely. Uh, because and and you just mentioned this uh, in a post I believe I did uh, about uh, you know coming back in 2013 and the explosion you've seen. Absolutely. Uh, because I like to talk about it. You know I grew up down in Rock Rapids. Uh, you know and took a, a couple of years uh, right after college. It was out in Colorado, so the Wild Oats type thing. Yeah. Uh, came back, and then when I moved to Sioux Falls about uh, 25 years ago, um, that's right as, you know, some things talking about, oh, let's have this sculpture walk. Sure. Uh, and, you know, all of a sudden, community theaters getting more attention and so forth. With you coming back... How do you see it? Because I I like to refer to it as an explosion. Sure, well, I, and and I was kind of around that uh, around that time. I I, I went on to school. I went to school at USD in Vermillion, mm-hmm. of course. Uh, received a BFA in acting, uh, and one of my first gigs coming out of that was working for um, the Children's Theater Company of Sioux Falls with Nancy Halverson's uh, right shop over there that used to be and uh, hosted at Augustana. Um, and we toured with the, the complete works of William Shakespeare Bridge, and we did a, a sort of teaching residency for, for high schools and middle schools uh, around uh, really the state. Uh, took that show traveling, so you know, it's a really funny show. Um, I think, you know, so there were things going on then, but then uh, I followed my wife out to Chicago. Uh, she's a physician, she had finished medical school doing, uh, she was doing a residency in Chicago. And then uh, we then went to Iowa City for her, her fellowship and then came back here in 2013 where she now works at the castle, the, the children's hospital. Mm-hmm. And that's when I, I was like, well, you know, I'd love to see even more stuff happen. And my, my buddy Patrick Pope, who, um, you know, lots of well known. known. And many, if you don't know Pat, your dad, his dad may have been your teacher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. The Pope's a great family. Um, we so we started we started uh, Fishmongers Actors Theater um, with I Chris with that. Chris Andrews who yeah. starred as the the title character in Lombardi, and uh, we we in fact we did the Complete Works William Shakespeare uh, abridged again <laughs> as our as our inaugural show to sort of raise funds and then we went and we were really trying to focus on creating local uh, local storytelling mm-hmm. and, and and by that I mean. Play, uh, celebrating playwrights from this from this region, um, telling stories about this region, and we developed a, a play that was kind of based on at the time. Awkward Family Photos was kind of big, so we did we 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 wrote this this production that we we titled the album, and we actually got in contact with the uh, Awkward Family Photo trademark folks. Uh-huh. Um, they gave us uh, the blessing to move forward. Uh, in fact, we had developed a bit of a, a we, we, we had entered a sort of cooperation with, uh, with them at the time, but we were selected to take that to the film uh, to the uh, Fringe Festival in, in in Minnesota. Which, as uh, I, I tell all of, uh, I remember telling Ezra, who was in Lombardy, uh, um, and, and various other young actors and, and and people who are really starting out here and developing new stuff. 
go to one of the fringe festivals whether you know i know it's a lottery uh but if you if, if you enter your names and your company's names in minnesota or minneapolis denver uh kansas city that's all within traveling distance and what an incredible incredible venture that is mm-hmm. you get to produce uh new work like we did and like I said it was awkward family photos so what we did was we, we created like this slideshow like you would show a boring slideshow to your family so we had a projector <laughs> you know like uh, and we and, 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 and we had all these uh, pictures that we had uh, curated with uh, curated with the mm-hmm. permission of the awkward family photos folks and we made you know jokes about the the photos and then every once in a while we'd stop on a particular photo that we had written what we envisioned how that photo came to be so we acted out the hijinks that occurred to create that that awkward family photo and then every every scene ended with a click and we recreated the photo uh, live on stage right. and com- compared to the actual photo yeah. um, and then so we were doing that and then we, we then when we weren't performing at the French festival we got to go around walk around see all these other people all uh, similar folks that are trying to start a new company or um or just really experimenting you know with live theater and, and see their shows and then and then network and then it, and then it ended every night ended at uh one bar was sort of the the, <laughs> the flagship bar of the fringe festival and you know we got to to meet other artists in the in the region network um create friendships and, and collaborations and some of those people are still folks i I message and say, hey, what do you think about this? And we're trying to do this in Sioux Falls. Is there anything similar happening mm-hmm. in your area, in your market? And then, so now that I, you know, that I've been here, that our, um, at that point, we all of us had young children, and we kind of lost time to really keep focused on on that venture. But since then, you know, we've seen monstrous uh, little theater company pop up. Uh, Good Night Theater Collective was probably popping up around the same time. Maybe mm-hmm. even monstrous was. I, I'm not quite sure on the timeline exactly. Um, uh, 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 we got dance companies yeah. <laughs> popping up. With, uh, I mean, the headlight theater stuff is. I mean, that. I mean, that amazing dance isn't it? Yeah. performances, incredible stuff. Um, and then uh, I just saw, uh, you know. Macy out in uh, out in Corson, storytellers now yeah, with you, Dave. Yes, exactly. What a I, I called it a tour de force because I mean, I mean, oh. what an two and a half, nearly a two half, two and a half hour one woman show. One woman show. She story, uh, shared this, uh, the words of you know Rachel Corey's literal words in her diary, <laughs> really. Um, and uh, uh, from um, and, and that that company, um, uh, 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 Story storytellers anonymous. anonymous. Thank you. Uh, you know, and it was as, their third one-person yeah, show. As, as every I, one of them, as, you know, and as, 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 as I phenomenal, and I, as I wrote in my um, that post you're referring to, it, it reminds me of my time in Chicago at the uh, you know, when you're in that Corson venue. Mm-hmm. That 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 storefront theater right. tradition in Chicago is is really where a lot of innovation starts. Like if you could have. 20 of those in this region where we're just constantly producing stuff mm-hmm. uh, you're going to you're going to find uh, uh, eventually that that creates uh, uh, you know enough work where something is going to pop out and be really special and, and, and probably go on to regional theater um, but a story about this area that's that, that's a Sioux Falls show you know that's you know I always liken you know my ambitions in in terms of finding something like Osage County. You know, it's a, a story about a very uh, s- similar 
environment in Oklahoma, very rural, pastoral, uh, about families. And then that show uh, did well in small, you know, small storefront type locations in Chicago. Got picked up by Steppenwolf, which is now, of course, they started as a well in a church basement, then <laughs> a storefront, and now they're like a, a major theater company in Chicago and then of course it went off to Broadway and then became a major motion picture starring Julia Roberts yeah. uh, so that's that's how um, that's what that's kind of my hope for this right. region is if, well, that, if, if we can develop those kinds of stories eventually we're going to find something that really tells our stories to, right. to the whole country and, yeah. and the other thing is the venues that have become available right. too you know you talk about Corson but they've been around you know 40 years exactly in a small theater mm-hmm. but you know you've got the uh, book co-op now mm-hmm. uh, where I'm, the first monstrous little theater production I saw yeah. was there uh, and you got broadcast theater now yeah, too and so forth and, and all of these popping up uh, you know playing in the vineyards yeah uh, and wherever they have the opportunity oh and I wish I remember the name you probably will the the, the magic shop I saw a comedy spellbound. show spellbound thank you yeah. spellbound uh, yeah. I saw a Travis show there is with... a good friend of mine <laughs> so uh, I know that and, and, like, and the comedy scene we've got yeah. and the visual arts and everything yeah it's just been amazing but you know one of the things as you were talking about you know seeing that community in Chicago mm-hmm. of storefront type theaters and so forth uh, made me think of uh, Sarah Crosby sure and uh, I was actually uh, early on in DAPA I was one of the directors for A Place for Living uh, because Sarah was just a phenomenal guest back when I was on radio to have on and she started that uh, originally DAPA and she always says that the kids here are just as talented as kids in New York, as mm-hmm. kids in Los Angeles. They just don't have as much opportunity. Right. You just need, and, a, you need and a platform. I, I see that that is growing, too. It's not just that, you know, the productions have become better. We've got, uh, you know, edgy types things that uh, little theater companies are putting on, right. experimental plays, things along that line. But the fact that... Every one of these kids now has an opportunity to get involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my wife and I uh, actually go to a lot of DAPA events. We don't have any children involved <laughs> in it. Uh, our grandchildren live up north of Landrew. They're not involved yeah. in it. And people say, well, why are you going to that? It's like, because we're seeing the people are going to be on stage in five years. Right. Yeah, we're, we're taking a look at that. Uh, how about, uh, you know, the fact that we went, uh, you know, from uh, Sioux Empire Community Theater, and now we're on to Premier Playhouse, mm-hmm. and uh, Lombardi was uh, a big part of that transition time and so forth. How have you felt about that transition? Uh, the, I, I was a big part of that transition. I was on staff for a while there at the Playhouse. And there, there, it, we had felt that there was a need to rebrand. Uh, one, just, just the... Um, just practically spelling out Sioux Empire Community Theater was a lot of words, <laughs> yes, right? Yes, it is. And... Uh, Typically, people would misspell theater. They'd misspell Sue. Right. <laughs> um, uh, but what we had noticed, uh, and of course, this is uh, when Robin Byrne was uh, the executive director. We had noticed people still call the the Orpheum right. and the Sioux Empire Community Theater the Playhouse, Playhouse. from the yeah. Sioux Falls Community Playhouse days. And we just thought that the Playhouse is such a, a it, 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 it's a it, you know it's like calling the church the church like yeah. the, the Playhouse is the Playhouse. This is our yeah. this is our place. This is our home. 
Um, and so we thought that was a great place to start the branding. And then uh, we had, um, I, there's, I know there's confusion with uh, with the naming because we do have a partnership with First Premier Bank. Uh, but they're no E, you they're, guys are. They're no E, we are. <laughs> uh, we, had, we had discussed on whether we, uh, you know, wanted to keep the branding the same or whatnot and we decided you know we they would they would support us either way mm-hmm. so uh you know this allows us to do some of that branding with that 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 allowed us to be able to do some of that branding with, with that the new this this new initiative and the premier premieres so starting to oh the, the community playhouse is this starting, weekend yeah the, yeah yeah they're going to be doing some of the reading and starting that that venture out but uh starting to uh, create um uh to incubate some local writers and mm-hmm. give them a, a place to, to 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 put the writing out for it to get to uh, possibly produced and then see where that goes from there. Yeah, yeah. in fact, uh, I'm going to be uh, reading one of the parts uh, from O'Hurley's. Oh, that's great. Uh, play on yeah. Saturday morning, uh, and if I'm not mistaken, in, in you being a little more involved, obviously, than me just talking uh-huh. about it all yeah. the time. Um, so there's six of those on Saturday. And they're just readings. It is open to the public. Um, and so there's no set design. In fact, right. uh, one of the rules was you could not practice or rehearse more than twice. Yep. Just reading. And uh, out of those six, two will be chosen, correct? From be- what I understand, that was the uh, right. when I was there, that, that was the, the basic idea. And so there's, there's a process. And this is very similar to my, like I, uh, Chicago is really where I cut my teeth. Mm-hmm. Very similar process. Um, I worked for a company where we were trying to mine as much local writing as possible and find that next really good play, right? And uh, we, and then, so we combined that with the improv tradition uh, of Chicago, right? So uh, we would do an improv show where new scripts were just laid out on the stage. And when we would go open the scripts, like I said, brand new, no one had ever seen them before. They were submissions. And then we'd improvise what we were reading on the page. And um, and then we then they'd get voted on uh, as by the crowd and what was what you know what was their favorite uh-huh. uh, and then those there was a scoring rubric and eventually we selected two and those went head to head and then the best one won uh, was was selected as the award winner and then we would present that to other of like sort of the you know like the Goodman Theater mm-hmm. um, Steppenwolf uh, um, Looking Glass uh, so. That kind of process really exists. It's very common in that we're trying to mine this the creativity of the community, and so I think the Playhouse is doing a really good job of having a you know a really con- a controlled process that that is trying to find uh, those stories that that are they're here. We just got to we got to find them. They got to have a platform. Not unlike children, just need a place to right. get on stage. Yeah. Play you know playwrights need a place where their their words are read. Yeah, all right. Looking forward to that. Yeah. I think it's just going to be a, a great uh, ordeal. Uh, you know, first of all, just the the readings on Saturday, and then uh, February, I believe, is when uh, those are going to be. If, uh, I, I uh, don't quote me on the dates. I used to have. I yeah. used to be paid to remember them, but <laughs> yeah, but it, it's coming up yeah, after this, the first yeah, year. Yeah, we'll right. put it that way. Yep. We can't be wrong then. Yeah, well, uh, you just go on the premierplayhouse.com website, and uh, you'll uh, the premierplayhouse the premierplayhouse.com website, and uh, those dates will be listed. And, and you, right. how to get involved and volunteer and those types of things, or how to audition. Audition because uh, you did not uh, take much time off. Uh, you're going to be co-directing correct uh, along with oliver yeah. mays 
for the opener this year, which is Young yeah. Frankenstein. Yes, I'm very excited. Mel Brooks. Oh, oh I grew the up. Man, on the man knew how to write, didn't I he? Did, 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 well, did. I, I actually have to the to the movie. I have a little bit of a, a, a tidbit to throw in. Oh, I want to hear it. Yeah, Cloris Leachman. Yes, she graduated from Des Moines High School. No. Des Moines. Okay. okay. And my father double dated with her. He didn't date her. <laughs> oh, he did. But he, he, he was he was wingman. <laughs> so I always wow. you know think of that. I, I, mean, I love Cloris Leachman anyway. And in, in no matter anything, you know, in Mel Brooks, you know, he's got that kind of little family yeah. of people that he put yeah. in. But like uh, Christopher just, Guest and like, yeah. yeah, you know, like <laughs> that kind of realm. But, right. And you know, um, uh, you know, uh, Harvey Corman. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, oh, oh, the gal that played Lily Von Stoop, um, Madeline Kahn. Madeline Kahn. Yeah, yeah, you know, and all those yeah. people. This is so fun to see. But the man, uh, I shouldn't say new, man knows comedy. Yeah. He's, he's still out there I, writing it, and so uh, forth. You yeah. know, it was kind of like when, uh, you know, when Sondheim, of course, he just recently passed. Right. When Sondheim was alive, it was, it, it, he's one of those, like, is he, it, it, it's like, He's a he's a living legend. You know, yeah. you you don't think of this person could possibly still be here and in, in creating, but Mel Brooks is still kicking along and and producing more than ever. But Young Frankenstein actually ended up being his most commercially successful yeah. film. Yeah. yeah, and and he absolutely would not allow it to be shot in color. Yeah, he would not. <laughs> he, awesome. In fact. In fact, uh, the production com- uh, the production company they wanted to use were just going to like leech the color from the film, and they were like, "Nope, nope. we got to shoot yeah. it like uh, Karloff in thirty one, right. yeah. and we are going to shoot it black, like true black and white film." And and, and and without that, it wouldn't have that. Oh no! It, it, it has such it, a classic feel. It, to it has to be. Yeah. It has to feel like that nineteen thirty one film, <laughs> Frankenstein. I mean, and it does. All right, but getting back to the play, then. So, yeah. how is this going to work as uh, co-directors then? Yeah. Uh, so Oliver, uh, uh, who's started as the, um, he's now the big man. He's, he's the executive man. director. Yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, I think artistic managing director is okay. the title they're using. Uh, I, I formed a relationship with Oliver. We're really lucky to have him here in Sioux Falls. Uh, I know what that yeah. that uh, MFA program is like at down at USD. It's intense. Uh, even the BFA program that I graduated mm-hmm. from is intense. So I'm really excited. Uh, and plus, it, plus his professional background is is really great too. So um, we're gonna we're really gonna be um, we're, we we we. He, he called me in. We had a discussion. He said, you know, I'm looking for a director for this show. And I said, the only problem I have is we're traveling this summer yeah. <laughs> a lot. And I'm going to be gone for a good chunk of the uh, conceptual portion. Normally, a director would spend a lot of time researching already uh, and developing the conceptual work and then some of the visual um, ideas to present to the designers and to, to the designers um, uh, having discussions with the music director and whatnot and uh, then also of course uh, hosting auditions uh, and then you know coming up with the rehearsal schedule so since I'll be gone for some of that uh, Oliver's gonna be taking some of that heavy front load uh, and then I'll be coming in and uh, when I get back from the Caribbean, <laughs> uh, lucky you. <laughs> um, uh, I'll be coming back to uh, do this, get, do the scene work, and bring it home. Okay, yeah. look forward yeah. to that. In fact, uh, you know when that came up, when they announced the season, it's like, oh my, that's that's a no miss. <laughs> um, what made you decide to be an actor first? Oh, wow! That's, no one's ever asked me that. Um, I think I even mentioned it. I, you know, my first play was in seventh grade. 
uh, in Aberdeen mm-hmm. for um, Simmons uh, Simmons Junior High. <laughs> uh, Roger McCafferty, my longtime teacher, who now is the high school teacher up at Aberdeen Central. Uh, he cast me as the jester in Once Upon a Mattress to Molly Wilson's uh, really Queen. Yeah. Oh and, my. And, mm, and I just recently learned that was Molly's first show. I I did not know that. I just knew that I just had that carried that information with me for a long time. <laughs> but there was just this interesting uh, moment in theater when I was growing up in Aberdeen. Where just, I mean, ever I mean, you know, we we didn't have screens to look at, and mm-hmm. if and uh, I, I I did play sports, but. I was uh, I was a shrimpy guy <laughs> without a lot of athleticism. I was coordinated, but I, uh, you know, I just needed an outlet. Uh, and uh, you know, I got in trouble a lot as a kid. <laughs> I, we'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> I got in trouble a lot as a kid, and I think it was just a really nice outlet yeah. uh, for me to be committed to something. Um, I, it, 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 it was a real outlet for. You know, I was just I was I was a boisterous kid. I wasn't trying to get in trouble. I just needed I needed a place to be and a place to call home. And that's uh, the community theater did that. The theater program at my middle school did. Uh, definitely my high school. And you know, I just I never felt I always felt I was pretty decent at it. So I just kept going. And USD offered me a scholarship, and so I just never stopped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So what made you decide? This directing thing, this would be fun. Yeah, yeah. It was, I can remember this. Eric Hagen, uh, Professor Hagen, um, uh, uh, I had already taken several of his directing classes, uh, but it was uh, directing a new play uh, that we, in collaboration with the English department. Um, we the English the English department had a playwriting course. We had a directing uh, the theater department had a directing a new play course, and we collaborated. And I just loved the process. I'm like, oh my gosh! And I even st- that's when I started writing. And and, and I, I realized that if you could be there at that at, at the conception of these ideas, it's just much more exciting, you know. And uh, and that's really when I when when I said. I, I want to do this. I, I want to direct mm-hmm. shows. Um, and so I, I think by really, really, really working hard on the, uh, in that, uh, that literary study, how to develop new plays and whatnot, I, I learned so much more about directing than I would have that uh, you know, directing a, a big title or something is just simpler for me now because I, I, I see in the mind of the playwright when I'm doing my analysis mm-hmm. a lot better than I, than I probably would have. And I understand how important the playwright is. Uh, and, 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 and I know that you're, you're on stage for a reason at all times. Otherwise, a playwright would just have you leave. <laughs> so um, so it, it has very much affected, not, you know, I mean, I have a lot of training in acting and directing, but that, that course is the one where I thought, this is what I really like to do. And, and I love developing mm-hmm. new stories. And, and, and we're so glad yeah. you did. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, and uh, so first of all, uh, before we kind of wrap things up, um, Auditions are right. today, tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, correct? Right. Uh, yep. For Young Frankenstein. Six to nine. Uh, and like I said, Oliver's kind of been handling that since he's going to be doing mm-hmm. the casting as well. Um, so everyone should know that. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that I'll be, I'll be trying to be participate as much as I can, but uh, Oliver's really taking the, the, the front heavy here. 
um, six to nine auditions uh, at the Playhouse, and then uh, I, I believe it's nine to ten thirty. It looks like uh, there'll be um, a dance portion of the audition. Okay. Obviously, you got to be able to move. Oh, you know, yeah. Mel Brooks. Oh. He likes his physical comedy, so you know, the dancing's will be funny too. So <laughs> now you're making me think of Blazing Saddles oh. when they crash through the lot and Dom Teloise. Oh my. All right. Fun stuff. Yeah. All right. Okay. So even uh, more fun stuff. We have, we just recently met finally. Yes, we did. But we have a lot of ties. We do. Uh, yeah. First of all, a good friend of yours, Danny Van Otterloo. Dan Van Otterloo. Who I used to work with mm-hmm. uh, and is just a, a peach of a guy. Danny V. Yes, <laughs> Danny V on the B now. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but then uh, also... You have produced a podcast you referred yeah. earlier, and that was about the great game of baseball. It is. I am. I'm a baseball lover. Excellent. And you the know, chess match. It is. And you know, I, when I first fell in love, I'm a Cubs fan. As am I. I uh, was going to bring that up. <laughs> uh, but I actually we felt, suck this year. I know. I know. I saw it coming too. But it, uh, it was actually the 1987 Twins that made me a huge fan of baseball. Okay. Was, yeah, that was a won, great run. Won wow. the World Series. Yeah. Worst to first? Yeah. I could I could name that pitching staff. I, yeah. and I but the, uh, Watching Herbeck's home yeah, run. Watching the, Herbie Puckett's yeah, home run. Absolutely. Oh. Um, so... And, and because I was a smaller kid, you can play baseball as a smaller kid. Mm-hmm. So I, and I was I was all right at it. I was a fat kid, yeah. so I played catcher. <laughs> Which is always funny that that's the thing. What they show in the comedy yeah. about little kids. Yeah, play, especially yeah. if you've ever squatted. Yeah. That's a lot of pressure. <laughs> the hardest position and in all the sports. your sport. rear end's probably yeah. going to show. I, I, catching is the hardest position in all the sports. <laughs> I, I will say that. I mean, you've got... I mean, these pitchers throw like 100 miles per hour. The batters swing with exit velocities of like 118 uh, miles yep. per hour. And, uh, and, and, and you just got to gotta catch that ball. <laughs> you catch that ball. And then half the time they're throwing it in the dirt and it's coming up and spiking you in the face or worse parts. Yeah. Uh, Men, <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, but, but it was um, – uh, but because I you – know, I was born in 1980, which makes me one of those older uh, millennials, the geriatric millennials, as they call them, uh, <laughs> latchkey kid generation. Right. Still in there with the Gen Xers a bit. Yeah. Uh, you know, I had two working, uh, two working parents, um, and uh, we had. I was the oldest of four, mm-hmm. and I was by the age of like nine, ten. I was the summer daycare and the Chicago Cubs, Cubs played nothing but day games. games. Yes. And Hi. Hello <laughs> again, everybody. I'm Harry okay. Carey. Welcome to the friendly <laughs> confines of Wrigley Field. I, uh, so Harry Carey, yeah, he was yeah. He, he was he was taking care of me while yeah, I was taking right. care of the kids. Steve Stone and Harry Carey uh, on WGN, you could catch every game, er, you know, every home game, and they mm-hmm. played them in the day, and that just kept me busy, you know, in the afternoons. And of course, I had like baseball practice in the morning, and, right? But I was taking care of kids, and um, and they were terrible. I mean, they were yes, mostly they terrible were. <laughs> for my life <laughs> until just until 2016. They were just terrible. Uh, but yeah, I mean, Harry, and then I, you know, I, you know those Harry Carryisms, like he would oh. keep. I mean, he was one of the greatest little and some of the stories that have come about yeah. because of him. And you know, yeah. I remember one time watching. He's like, "Hi, stay." 
Did you know that walk and fuss spell backwards is suck a cow? <laughs> and you don't know how many Bud Lights he's into that? Well, you know that? <laughs> well, it's like, into uh, that oh, God, who was it? Um, I can't think of the name of the player now because I always think of, oh, Ryan Sandberg. Oh, sure. Yeah, of course. You know, Sandberg yeah. spelled backwards is grabbing ass. <laughs> <laughs> You know, of course, I'm and then I won't tell my favorite story until we're after finished with the conversation. So that uh, you know, even though I'm not, uh, you know, uh, covered by the FCC, they don't police me or anything. Right. It's still just one that will hold off for yeah. afterward when we're having supper. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, then uh, you know, I got really obsessed when the Cubs when uh, in oh. in the mid ten like teens when yep. uh, I was like, I can see it coming with Javier Baez well, and the, yeah. these um, Chris Bryant and I, I remember we. We my 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 and wife and Tony. I took our kids to um, triple AAA baseball in Des, oh, Des Moines, Des Moines. Chris, Stadium. Yeah, yes. And we 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 went there because Chris Bryant was playing, and he he yeah. was so kind. He came over and autographed oh, stuff from wow. my son, and, and uh, uh, but I I just became obsessed. That's also when I was I, I had you know. Been, I had read Moneyball. I was really into this advanced. I just watched that again and, last night, and, <laughs> and and so I, I started writing, and so I was blogging, yeah. and then um, one of my stories about uh, when uh, I, don't, I don't remember if you, if you remember Tommy Lastella. Oh yeah, when he uh, he just sort of left the team. Yeah, he he, he had been demoted, and he just decided I'm going to quit baseball. Yeah. And I wrote a story that I'd found an old article written by a Braves writer when he was in the Braves uh, program or in the uh, program. And uh, I kind of mined that for some really good content, and mm-hmm. that story got picked up. It went all over Chicago. Like they were talking about it on the on the the score, which is one of the really big sports, uh, yeah. Len Casper yeah. was commenting on it, uh, who was the Chicago Cubs announcer at the time, um, and then all the the local blogs. So, and then that's when I got an invitation to, hey, uh, you wanted to start doing like a podcast with us because my writing had gotten a bit of well, notice. What was it called? Uh, it, it was. Uh, MLB the show RO baseball podcast. Okay, um, and we had uh, it was a it was a startup baseball well sports website mm-hmm. really, and but they were so connected. Uh, but they had found out. I said, well, not only could I help, I mean, do the podcast, but I, I have a background in in producing stuff. So mm-hmm. I, I was, so I became the producer oh, wow. slash co host and doing similar. I wasn't live producing. Dave, for those of you who have never seen this, Dave is out here. He's got he's got a whole board. He's he's ready to he's ready to do sound effects. Oh, I mean, yeah. If I spill my drink here, I, I, you probably got something for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, and, let's see where I. You keep talking. <laughs> uh, so um, that's and then we. What was really cool about that is uh, the people who had asked me to come on had some real uh, big connections. So Jay. Jason Stark. Uh, we interviewed Jason Stark. Wow. Uh, Will Leitch. Um, uh, there we go. <laughs> oh, Take me up to the ground. Buy me some peanuts and cracker chunks. I don't care if I ever get back. Well, it's root, root, root for the cow. If they don't win, it's a shame. For it's one, two, three strikes, you're out at the old ball game. Hey, let's get some runs. <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
fun stuff. Yeah. So, like I'm saying, uh, for yeah. those of you folks listening, uh, Dave's just live producing that right here. <laughs> just having that's fun. Not that he didn't yeah. even that, that yeah, later. Even with, uh, let's see, this is glass number three, I think. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> by the way, let's mention once again, we are here at Our Wine Bar and Kitchen, yeah. recording live. And cheers to you. There we go. Love this place. Yeah, this is a fantastic Merlot. This is yeah. the house wine. This is the house, yeah. house Merlot, yeah. See, this Very is what good. Harry Carey was doing. He just he just used exactly. beer, you know? Yeah. I'm a cup fan of the butter man. Oh. Oh, my. Uh, fun, Holy fun. Yeah. Uh, so now we need to finish this so I can tell my favorite yeah. story to you. Uh, anyway, uh, when you are not part of the entertainment yeah. scene, what do you like to be entertained by? Uh, it is tip. Um, I'm of course I said baseball. I mm-hmm. I also I coach soccer. Okay. Uh, I've been coaching my son's team for a, a, a since he was like in second grade. Uh, I uh, I follow the U.S. Uh, U.S. women's and men's national teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, U.S.D. women's and men's basketball and football and track and field. I, I am a bit of a I am a, admittedly a, a sports a sports junkie. Uh, but then I also do I. Um, I'm also into um, uh, building computers. My son's really into computers. Really? He's not so much into sports, but uh-huh. we got uh, so he you got the tech bug. Huh? Yeah, I, I just always being that Gen X kid who liked to just loved inputs and messing around. Like, oh, oh let's get these cords to work with that. Well, and, so that's why know. I produce on site because I just love all the gear. <laughs> yeah, I know it's just so much fun. <laughs> and when you get it to work, right? So yeah, it's called I mean, gear acquisition yeah. syndrome. Gas. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I used to uh, root Android phones, jailbreaked. Uh, 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 iPhones, uh, and uh, but then just like whatever component, well, I whatever I'm calling <laughs> whatever components you could find and try and make a computer out of it. I used to love to do that, but my son recently he's a big gamer and we, he was really getting into. Uh, he wanted to get into PC gaming and he wanted to buy a PC. He said, no, that's no fun. Let's build it. Oh, so we awesome. did. And then my middle son wanted to, but he didn't want to do all the work. So my son built him. <laughs> <laughs> so my wow. youngest is sitting around. He still doesn't have one yet, but I'm sure he'll, he'll ask yeah. my Well, oldest. now I've got to have you over to the house so you can find my missing SD card. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea. Well, if there's data that's locked on it, I can usually do that too. Okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, any other hobbies? Uh, those are the big ones. Yeah, the okay. sports and the, uh, and then you know, uh, my wife just walked away, but so I'll mention. Uh, by default, I've become a gardener. So, oh, well, <laughs> I'm not a gardener, but I'm a I'm good hole either. digger. Okay. <laughs> my wife is a wonderful gardener. Yeah. Yeah. So we have cherry tree. Two peach oh trees. My. We have uh, raspberries, June berries. Uh, she liked where she wants. She has this uh, image of creating a food, mm-hmm. a food garden. Uh, oh, and well, so, you know she's a physician, yeah, so she's she you know, healthy yeah, too. Yeah. I know. <laughs> oh, I know. There's, uh, there's kale in there, and. All right, Jesse Jensen, it's been a blast, man. I, I thank you so much. Pleasure. And uh, looking forward already to Young Frankenstein because uh, I'm looking forward to who might get cast in that. Yeah, it'll be interesting. <laughs> that it will be. Yeah. Uh, but thank you for your time. Appreciate you being on the Dave Holly Hour. Yeah, and uh, we'll be back to wrap up the show in just a moment. Sure, they have darts, and you've heard me talk about how ruggedly handsome the trivia host is, but all caps fun never stops at the Sky Lounge and Tea. And fun is best had with your friends enjoying live entertainment, as in live and local. 
Yeah, the Sky Lounge believes in giving you the best bands, solo artists, and comedians from the area. The Neo Johnsons, Elizabeth Hunstead, Skylar Volks, as well as many others. And a great staff will make sure you enjoy your fun at the Sky Lounge in T-South Dakota. From the Dipsy Doodle Studios at the world headquarters of Big D Entertainment, a 40-square-foot home studio in the middle of America, it's Dave Holly. Ah, oh, thank you so much, Zach. Hey, hope you have appreciated the program. It was a great time speaking with author Emerson Park. And then actor-director Jesse Jensen, both top-notch people, uh, enjoyed great conversations with both. And both those conversations were recorded at the R Wine Bar and Kitchen. You've been waiting for me for a couple of weeks to say this again. So thank you to the man that put the R in R Wine Bar and Kitchen, Ricardo Tarabelsi. And thank you to the the great guests. Also, thank you to you. We've got another big number coming up on the downloads, and we're going to uh, be talking about that. I, I don't want to spoil it. I don't want, don't want to pressure you into. That's subliminal thinking. I don't want to pressure you into going on and making sure you download the episode besides just listen to it but it'll be cool it's just something fun to, to brag about save me a long time but you know what a lot of things take time and most of all i just thank you all of our listeners all of those that support us in so many different ways um thank you thank you thank you it certainly is appreciated don't ever think it is not because it uh we wouldn't be doing this if it weren't for you also Here's what's happening. Tonight, as I mentioned earlier in the show, we're going to be heading out to uh, Broadway and beyond. Starts at 7 o'clock at McKinnon Park. It's uh, great show tunes and so forth. And a lot of people just uh, donate their time for this. It's it's fun. They do it for a few nights. And it's going to be decent weather for this showing tonight. That's why we're going. And while that and it was uh, a free night. Then... Tomorrow night, Friday, we're headed to Six Feet Over. They're going to be playing at Woodgrain, so we'll get them in. And then Saturday, we're going to be headed to the Premier Playhouse. Actually, early in the morning. I have to work yet to part of the afternoon at a regular job. Yeah. And uh, so we're going to go to the Premier Playhouse because, well, I'm in the second one that's up. Also, next week, we are going to have some people from Lyra Dance Company on to talk about their big show that's coming up. And then, from the Hague Brothers, the one and only Jeremy Hague. Look forward to it. The Dave Holly Hour has been brought to you by the Sky Lounge and Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Ale Hop Brewery Tours, and Jesse Moffat Entertainment. If you would like to contribute to the continued success of this podcast, go to DaveHollyHour.com. At the bottom of the front page is the additional links section. Click on the orange button, Dave Holly on Linktree. You can order merchandise, become a Dave Holly Hour VIP, and make contributions to the show. The Dave Holly Hour is produced in the Dipsy Doodle Studios by Big D Entertainment. Thanks for listening.